Welcome to our wonderful listeners. This is Rick Swift and Madison Monroe. And this is The Film Grouch Show. Thank you so very much for joining us today. Uh, that was the chair. So anyway, <laughs> one thing you'll find out about us is that we're a fun bunch. Uh, we have been doing this. I've been doing this since 2008. I've been a movie critic and Madison has uh, joined the ranks. Uh, when did you join the ranks, Madison? I started writing reviews in 2009. In 2009. Okay. But this is my first podcast. This is my first podcast. Well, this is my first podcast that I'm hosting and not co-hosting. So I'm, we're very excited. Uh, we, when I, when we talked about doing this, we were trying to figure out the, the right movie to do. And Madison decided that we would do her favorite movie, which is Spaceballs. That is correct. Spaceballs is indeed Madison's favorite movie. And I actually saw it in the movie theater, uh, in probably 1987 when it came out, uh, with my father. What about you? I didn't see it in the movies when it was out originally. We saw it on HBO, but I did see it several years ago when it was re-released in theaters. Yes, and I decided that it would be a good idea to let my kid watch it, um, who is now 10. And, of course, we own this, and we started watching it, and I didn't quite remember how uh, <laughs> how adult they got at, at, at times. There was uh, some language in there that was that was interesting. Oh, and because this is an explicit podcast... I would like to say, uh, fuck burger. Yes. Farts and shit and fuckers. Oh, wow. That's, <laughs> Woo. <laughs> I'm a little bit over here. All right. So anyway, whatever, <laughs> but yeah, there was a lot of uh, shit and there was at least one fuck in uh space balls at the end. Uh, fuck. Even in the future, nothing works. They're allowed one fuck in a PG 13 movie. Yes, that's right. This was, I think, a PG-13 movie. Yes, it was. And we watched it when we were kids, so whatever. Yeah. We grew up just fine. Mostly. Most of us. Yeah, we're, we're, we're good. The 80s, we all grew up in the 80s, um, and somehow we managed to not be offended by just about every damn thing that came across our path. Uh-huh. And here we are. Yeah. We're, we're wonderful human beings. Wonderful human beings. Yes, we are. So, uh, that was actually a reference to uh, Jabba the Hutt in the uh, terribly um, enhanced Star Wars, where they uh, had Han Solo say, you're a wonderful human being, Jabba. But we're not going to talk about Star Wars. We're going to talk about the Star Wars parody that is Spaceballs. So, uh, one thing you'll find out about me, uh, if you follow me on Twitter or you know me at all in real life or anything like that, I'm a history major. I love history. Um, I don't remember anything, but I do love history. I like the, like the idea of history, and I like words. Uh, I'm particularly fascinated with like the origin of words and things like that. And um, we actually are going to use a word, and we we talked about it today. I don't know. Are we going to do it where we tell them what it is, or are we going to try and let them figure it out and give them a million points every time they get it? We're not going to give them points, but we'll let them try to figure it out and then reveal at the end. Do you remember what the word is? No. Don't say it. Do you, you remember it? You don't? Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll use do. it and then you'll then you'll remember. So so that's something that I, I want to do in every podcast. I want to use a word of the day um, and try to incorporate it in. And we'll give ourselves points whenever we do it, where it's seamless, obviously, not forced. And then at the end, we will reveal the word and... 
give you a little bit of background about the, the origin and stuff like that. And again, I said I'm a history guy. So this movie actually came out June 24th, 1987. So I wanted to see what other amazing things happened on June 24th. So of course I went to the wonderful Wikipedia that I use for free and uh, he can keep begging me for money all he wants. I have no problem using it for free because yeah. all he has to do is put ads on there and I would be more than happy to support his That's sponsors. So Stop begging me for money. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, we would like money. Uh, if, you, if, the, if you want to be a sponsor, um, let it contact us. But on June 24th, 1880, it was the first time that O Canada was um, performed. And obviously, the, that's a, it's a Canadian song, right? Um, but I wanted to uh, highlight that because Spaceballs does have at least three Canadians uh, that are in it. Do you know which ones they are? What is John Candy? I think that's a who. Who is John Candy? We'll go with that, yeah. Who is Rick Moranis? Yes. And then that other guy that you don't know. The guy that said... Those are the guys that stole our uniforms and beat the shit out of us, too. One of those guys. Yes, that guy. He was in The Burbs, which is one of my favorite movies. And he's uh, the like the, the co-star or whatever to Tom Hanks. He's like the, you know, the, the Mutt and Jeff or whatever to Tom Hanks. Um, and he's, he's sadly no longer with us, just like John Candy, RIP. But um, yeah, so O Canada. Uh, there is like a, a wonderful kind of Canadian feel i guess to me with Spaceballs because it's got john candy and rick moranis but um so let's talk about um just overall how Spaceballs makes you feel madison when you watch it and why do you watch it so many times and why is it like your favorite movie of all time it's it's really funny because we watched it a lot when we were kids and it's got a great bon jovi song in it and it's also even more special to me now because it's part of our history because it was part of our wedding. This is true. We actually had a, well, we were going to do a Spaceballs themed wedding, but to try and get everybody <laughs> to dress like assholes and to be mm -hmm. surrounded by assholes and to have people say that they were assholes or Spaceballs, it, you know. It was too difficult. It would have been way too difficult, but we did have a hollow wedding. So we encouraged everybody to dress up in costumes and, and we we tried to keep it very secret who we were going to be. And I, of course, was Lone Star and she was Vespa, Princess Vespa. And I'm, I'm a real prince. Mm -hmm. uh, she actually got me the medallion and everything. So it was totally official. So now I am an actual prince. Uh, and I'd like to throw out a real quick shout out to my friend Colleen from college who did the, um, the coat for me for Lone Star. She did a really fantastic job. Uh, she's over in Colorado. I'll, I'll give you some of her information at the end there, probably. But um, yeah, it was a great wedding. Um, we had you know all our friends there, and most of the people dressed up. Um, my brother was Barf. He yes, was my man of honor. He was a great Barf. Yes, he was fantastic. Um, One of our guests, a good friend of ours from work, Michael Landau. He was uh, Prince Valium. He was a wonderful <laughs> Prince Valium. Shout out to Michael Landau. Shout out to, um, he, yes, shout out to Michael. And I just like to say that he had the wig and everything. And he approached me and he, it was really funny because he was like, uh, I have an idea and I just want to, I just want to let you know. And he's like, if you think it's crazy, don't, I, I won't be offended. I'm like, what's the idea, man? And he's like, well, I have the wig and I think I would be 
it would be really funny as Prince Valium if I like walked up to the altar and tried to like take the bride and you just knocked me over <laughs> and I'm like that's fantastic and that's exactly what we did but I'm not an idiot I waited I, I made sure we did that before the bride came out so we had like a little bit of a skit which is kind of funny because not everybody has seen Spaceballs which to me yeah, is like shocking I mean I made sure to tell people at work hey you should watch Spaceballs before our wedding it's my favorite movie you should check it out so you're definitely giving them uh, some some hints there. Yeah, and that was also good because the bride myself was running late, so you entertained people. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Well, that's kind of what we do. We we are we are hams. We're entertainers. Yeah, we are entertainers yeah. or something. So. So yeah, Spaceballs is just awesome. It's a fun movie. There's a lot of references to other movies, not just Star Wars, but other movies too, like The Wizard of Oz, Planet of the Apes, Alien, just all sorts of different movies are just thrown in there. And it's just a fun movie. It's just fun. Yeah, I found out that um some of the scenes were shot actually on the same soundstage as The Wizard of Oz. And they were actually mm -hmm. would run into like just random pieces of the yellow brick road and things like that all around. That's and cool. it, I don't even know when I it dawned on me. I don't think when I was watching it as a kid that it it dawned on me that it was actually like there were some really direct homages to The Wizard of Oz. Like when uh, they go there uh, to see the great and powerful yogurt mm -hmm. and he's oh you heard of me but they're, 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 you have a, a lion you have the, the you have barf a lion, you have a cowardly lion character yeah. you have the tin man tin man type character in dot matrix yeah you have a dorothy type character and then a scarecrow kind of if you want with uh yeah. with lone star it's a little bit of a stretch he was scruffy but he definitely was a scruffy looking nerf herder yes he was yeah who's scruffy so who do you think might have been cast Besides Bill Pullman, there were two other choices. Well, I just read it somewhere in the Spaceballs notes. Oh, we have I notes. Found. Oh my God, we have notes. We sound like we know what we're doing. Yeah, we that's do, terrifying. We do know what we're doing. Oh, do we? Okay. But now I can't remember who it was. Oh, I think it was James Con or somebody. There was one that said that James Con was um, highly favored for it, um, but. I actually think I read that it was uh, Tom Hanks. Oh, yeah, Tom Hanks or Tom and Cruise. And Tom Cruise, Ugh. which let's just talk about, let's just kind of imagine. Like, Tom Hanks, I think that would have been seamless. Yeah, that would have been funny. Because he's, he's a great actor, and he's really funny and all that good stuff. Uh, and he's worked with John Candy before. Uh, John Candy before. Um, but let's imagine Tom Cruise as Lone Star. Let's just close our Maverick. eyes, children, and, and imagine him. Did Top Gun come out before or after Spaceballs? Oh, I don't know. Uh, and the, since this is our first podcast, uh, I'm not too technically wanting to run around and jump around. So you have Let your little check. device. Go check your little device over there. Check DuckDuckGo. Yes. Uh, my wife, Madison, mm -hmm. does not like it when people take a noun no, and turn I it into not. a verb. So in this house, I do not say... Let, go ahead and IMDB it. No, we do not say that around here. I uh, we say we will search it on IMDB. <laughs> we are proper, and and we are very proper. Well, we're not that proper, but there are certain things we do not say. We go to Disney. We say we go to Walt Disney World or WDW or Disney World. But I digress. Anyways, yes. Spaceballs came out in 1987. Top Gun came out in 1986. Mm -hmm. So essentially, you would have been seeing Maverick. Playing the role of Lone Star. That would have been weird. 
Yeah, I don't. I, 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 you know, whenever, whenever you hear about the different people that weren't cast in movies, it always fascinates me. Like Bill Murray was almost Forrest Gump. I, I just don't know. The movie would have been a completely no. different movie. Completely. Tom Cruise is Lone Star, and from what I understand, because they had John Candy and Rick Moranis, they were able to kind of, and obviously Mel Brooks, they were able to kind of say, well, we have enough star power, hopefully, that um. You know, that'll, that'll pull butts in the seats, as they say. Yeah. Did you know who originally was supposed to be Colonel Sanders? That one I did not know. I found that out today. I saw it, but now I can't remember. Steve Martin was actually... Oh, yeah, Steve Martin. That would have been interesting, because Colonel Sanders, I don't remember seeing him in anything else. Oh, he's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, he, yeah. the big George Wiener. Yeah, the, the one role that I know him for the most is Sneakers, where he plays this, like, really nerdy guy, and they try to get him to say all these different words because they use the words to break into it, and he's like, mm-hmm. verify me. <laughs> I don't know. Why does it sound like <laughs> Buffalo Bill in your little recap here? Well, I don't know. I, I get a little Buffalo Billy, I guess. Oh, when... fuck me. Yeah, I'd fuck me, too. I have never tucked. Mm-hmm. I've ne- never done that. Okay, but, uh... you're getting off topic. We are getting off topic. We were going to have some kind of a device, uh, a bell, kind of like I'm thinking almost like the bell that um, you would hear the tone when when we were kids and you would hear that it's time, you'll know it's time to turn the page when you hear the, the, the bell. Mm-hmm. We need something like that. So anyway, I had, uh, so I'll talk about why I love this movie so much. I was hungry for Star Wars because when we were kids, we didn't have Star Wars every five minutes. We didn't have turn on the TV and there's another Star Wars thing. Meh. And I remember waiting long time between uh, when Empire Strikes Back came out and Return of the Jedi came out. And it was like a long time before it was even on HBO or anything like that. But so I was just dying for anything Star Wars. And when I found out, I mean now, that I, found, I didn't find this out as a kid, but I found out that Industrial Light and Magic actually did all the special effects the the post-production effects and everything for the movie because george lucas and him worked out a deal and you you knew he had to be cool with it because if george lucas put his foot down and said we're not you're not doing this it could have been it would have been a lot it wouldn't have been as as good a a movie i don't think no i actually made a note when we were watching it that this movie has decent special effects that's why because it was ilm yeah yeah and i mean you know about the millennium falcon at the at the diner so that was probably like a little easter egg that they threw in there yep but um, little things like that. So yeah, I mean, my dad was like, "Hey, let's go see this movie. It looks really funny." And we're we're big Mel Brooks fans. I mean, Blazing Saddles. Uh, I like To Be or Not to Be a lot. A lot of people don't know about that one, but um, and so yeah, I saw it with my dad, and it was like a big deal, and it was funny, and you know, they were cursing and all that good stuff, and it was just a, it, it it's just a, a classic Mel Brooks movie. It's got you know goofy named characters it relies on slapstick and a lot of um well now taboo like racial jokes and uh you know dr- funny she doesn't look druish you know yeah by the way that was a, a fourth wall break yes, it looks was. you know and there's a few of those in the movie mm-hmm. um so what else do you have in your notes then well my first note was more of a question okay I like questions. That I was thinking. Okay. How did Spaceballs know that Vespa would flee her wedding, thus ensuring her kidnapping? But then I thought about it later, and I thought maybe they were just planning on taking her during her honeymoon. Yeah, it wasn't like Valium would put up much of a fight. Right, that's true. He would probably just fall asleep. <laughs> exactly. 
So they are still planning on kidnapping her regardless of if she went through with her wedding or not. Yes. And you don't want to look too deeply into things because like I put down, how did Mog, how, how did Barf breathe in space when they're like, yeah. you know, getting the... Not in here, mister. This is a Mercedes. Mercedes. Yeah, that kind of thing. So, I mean, obviously it's it's a parody. Like when, they, when they're when they sucking the trees out, when they're, they're sucking the air out at the yeah, end. And, and then, then they fall back. They right fall back spots. perfectly in spot. <laughs> and you can tell that's like footage from like the 50s disaster thing or something like that so yeah there was a lot of little funny things in the movie that um you don't really appreciate maybe on the first viewing so it's layered um like chapter 11 when they do the scroll you know it's it's chapter 11 and as a kid i never would have gotten that joke you know as an adult i get it now obviously but Mm -hmm. um there are little things like that that you watch movies when you're a kid and you really have a, a totally different appreciation from them when you get older. And it's really cool. Mm-hmm. And the eighties, I think a lot of the eighties movies are actually like that. Yeah. Like the night court. I always call that like kind of the night court theory where I watched night court all the time when I was a kid. And I still thought it was really funny, but as an adult, I really thought it was funny because I got all the little <laughs> innuendos that were going on that I had no clue about as a kid. So let's talk about characters. Who is your favorite character? I was always partial to Lone Star. Oh, yeah, you married him, so. I know. Mr. Lone Star. Yep. So you're always partial to Lone Star. I always liked uh, Barf. Barf, like, 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 I wish Barf was, like, a real dude. Mm-hmm. Like, a real person. I've always liked John Candy, obviously, but. Yeah. Just, I think he would be, like, the coolest. So when your your brother at the wedding... You know, like I was doing like Gimme Paw and mm-hmm. like like stuff like that. And he had the overalls. I mean, it was just like Barf was there. It was it was really cool. Yeah. But um, You worked hard on that costume. Yeah. And it, it, it showed. And the makeup. The makeup was, was really good too. And a, a funny thing about the makeup with John Candy is they said that <laughs> they had like a like a mask thing where yeah. it had like a it was going to cover his nose and his face and mel brooks is like if if i'm doing that why am i getting john candy exactly i just get... get some schlub and yep <laughs> put a mask on him and just do the voice or whatever why are you gonna cover up john candy yeah exactly don't cover up john candy he's no. he's gold exactly yeah so yeah i've always liked barf barf is always my um favorite character probably with um dark helmet being my second and because rick moranis is just you know he's the, the the king of ad-libs and he's just super funny he's he's one of these people that you know if he walked in a room everybody's gonna be laughing in five minutes i don't care what's going on he could be at a funeral and like everybody's gonna be breaking out laughing because he's just a really funny guy mm-hmm. uh, i remember uh, ghostbusters that's like one of my favorite characters of his mm-hmm. <laughs> where he's like okay who who brought the dog <laughs> It's like a bear. <laughs> I mean, it's a demon dog or whatever, but it, it's the size of a bear, and he's just kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, what else do you have in your notes there? We'll go with your notes. You look at like you're taking copious notes. Well, my second note was I noticed this time around that they celebrate or they seem to know about Earth, in particular, American holidays on Druidia. For okay. example, when the... Um, the space balls are shooting at the Mercedes and Doc goes, either it's the 4th of July or somebody's trying to kill us. Why would they have the 4th of July on Druidia? Yeah. There was a lot of things like that where 
again, that's Mel Brooks because he knows he, he knows his audience is actually Earthlings, humans, Americans. Mm-hmm. So well, that's interesting. I wonder how this film plays over over in other countries. I wonder if it's uh, as well received. Where is Druidia in reference to Earth or our Earth, Earth One? Are we? Earth oh one? no. Are we gonna get Don't into get that? into the different Earths. That's a totally different topic. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even think about that. They're also familiar with Disneyland because when they're passed out on the moon of Vega, and then the Dink Dinks wake them up, and Lone Star goes, "When did we get to Disneyland? How would they know about Disneyland unless they've been to our Earth?" Yeah, and why? You know, it's funny because a lot of people probably think that the Dink Dink song is in reference to Snow White. But that's whistle while you work. Oh, we yeah. have a cat sighting. Oh, we have a a, a cat. Leo, guess what? Leo wants to join in. I was gonna say guess the cat's name, but oh, you just sorry. said it, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll play a fun game every time one of them comes in. We'll we'll see if you can guess the cat's name. Hint: We're very into Star Wars. Yeah, Leo's so, very curious. So what was I saying? I lost my plot. My, the dink dinks. Oh yeah, the dink dinks. So you think that the dink dink song is like you know whistle while you work, but in fact, if you know you're history or historical films it's actually the bridge on the river kwai which you don't even know what i'm talking about but it's that song is the bridge on the river kwai just the dink dink song to me okay so i found something else out today that i did not know um apparently there is actually one piece of merchandise Uh, this is one of the things that we didn't talk about earlier but george lucas agreed to do everything for this movie and allowed the parody and everything to go without any legal problems under one condition that Mel Brooks agreed to do no merchandising, which mm. is, which, you know, they, they, they play on that in the movie, mm-hmm. you know, the merchandising, merchandising, merchandising. Yep. Um, but there was one thing that exists for space balls that you can buy. Can I guess? Yeah. Can go you ahead. give me five guesses? I'm scrooched if, over here. So if I don't, like, guess I can't it in move five. You have to tell me. My first guess is toilet paper. Well, I mean, you could probably find it on like Etsy. I'm talking about like legit like a- official. Official. Yeah. Okay. No. I I know everything that's on Etsy because I looked all over Etsy when we were planning <laughs> the wedding. So there's very yes. few stuff on Etsy. Yes. Okay. This is true. Okay. So my first guess is toilet paper and you said no. No. Cereal. No. Sheets. No. But these are all things that are in the merchandising scene, though, so that's interesting. Um, um, it's nothing that's in the merchandising scene. It's not a flamethrower. I wasn't going to guess a flamethrower. Or a yogurt doll. I wasn't going to guess a yogurt <laughs> doll. Made a Schwartz be oh, with That you. would be very cute. That would be like... It would go great with my Jigglypuff. If Mel Brooks doesn't have that somewhere in his house, he's failing. He is failing. <laughs> um, all right, I got two more guesses. Um, is it... A carbonated beverage. <laughs> no, as I drink from one. <laughs> okay, last guess. Is it... Um, I don't know. A car? No, that would be cool, though. It is actually a book. Oh, the R.L. Stein book. Yes. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Apparently, before Goosebumps came out, he wrote under a different name, and I wrote it down somewhere. If you give me the note right there, we can take a look at it real quick. Oh, look, we have another cat. We have another cat, but he hasn't really made himself too known, so I won't say his name just yet. And it's not Star Wars, so they'd never get it. Uh, Jovial Bob Stein was the, the pseudonym that he used. Not as good as Rick Swift, I must say, but not bad. 
And he, apparently he wrote it before Goosebumps, but he wrote Spaceballs, the book, which is a novelization That's cool. of the movie, which I think might be the only parody novelization of any parody movie that I've ever heard of. Oh. You know, I don't think there's like a novelization of uh, Blazing Saddles. No. But yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. So there was some cool trivia that, that we found today. Yeah. It's it's going to be challenging, I guess, as we get more into these podcasts, because this is obviously a movie that's been around for a long time. So there's a lot of trivia. There's a lot of really great um, pop culture mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, what else? What else? What else? Well, I feel like the characters that were in Spaceballs, particularly the ones that worked for Dark Helmet, have seen the Star Wars movies. Because they were mm-hmm. familiar with the Force choke and the Force. Yeah, because he said because oh, he this, put the his force? hands up. Right. Because he thought he was gonna Force choke him. Instead, he twisted his balls or he did something with his <laughs> penal area. Look at me like he was fucking blasting his nuts he with a heat ray. Something with his. He was like, whoa, and oh, two berries. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So he was prepared for something that Darth Vader would have done to him. So clearly. This guy has seen Star Wars. Yes. That's something I noticed. Yes. And I wanted to point out. So I always complain when I watch horror movies. Like, haven't these people ever watched a horror movie before? Don't they know what's going to happen to them if they do that? And in this movie, you can see that the characters have watched other movies. So that was cool. Yeah, that's always... I I, I mean, and you can only really get away with that in, in parodies. Yeah. Where you can get... That's what the thing I like about... A parody movie you can get away with just about anything because you can it doesn't have to make sense it just has to be funny that's mm-hmm. like the rule it has to just be funny to at least you know 20 percent of the people or whatever mm-hmm. but um some things that i wrote down in my notes uh like i said about the chapter 11 thing uh commander et i noticed that that he called her commander et and i was like oh mm-hmm. also let's talk about this the environmental stuff Everybody says that, you know, environmental stuff wasn't really around until, like, the 90s or whatever with Earth Day and stuff like that. But this movie's about, like, protecting the air. Yeah, it's they're like, running out of they're air. They're running out of air. And it's like, oh, God, with the way he runs things, it'll will be it be 20 yeah. years. He's like, we have a thousand years of air. And he's yeah. like, it'll be, the way this shithead runs things, it'll be. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of funny. Yeah. And that and was in 1987. 1987. Forward thinking. Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks saving the freaking planet. Way before Ed Begley Jr. was driving around with his scooter powered by positive energy or whatever the hell. Was it like an it? It? Like that thing from South Park? What do you mean? Never mind. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, I wanted one more thing I had about the um, the Dink Dink thing. And that's why I brought it up then. Um, apparently, Stein gave each one of the Dinks a name. Mm-hmm. So, and some of the dinks are famous. Um, one of them was in Bad Santa. He's, yes. he's I guess, the you know, the, the mean one in Bad Santa. He's yes. like a mean little shit. <laughs> yes. the, the little person that helped him. Yes. Uh, the Virgin Alarm. Some yeah. of those. Uh, uh, nice Dissolve. I always was like, oh, Nice Dissolve. Like, that, that's like a total meta reference in the movie where he's talking about how, like, you know, we're going from one scene to the next scene, and it's yeah. like a little inside joke and stuff like that. Uh, apparently, playing Pizza the Hut was not fun. The guy that originally 
did the um, war the suit and everything like that. He did the sh- the shot, and then they had to do some reshooting or something, and he was like, "Nope, I'm not doing it." Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, I have something here. Nobody knows she's a boss. Oh, nobody knows she's a base. She's a base. Oh, okay. Nobody knows. That's the song. Nobody knows the trouble ass. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Like, we haven't watched this in a while, so... I also have a memory like Dory, like a, like a goldfish or whatever, where I forget things a lot. So it's yeah. kind of neat watching a movie for me, because it's like, oh, I don't remember any of this. But, yeah. Now I remember what that note was. Mm-hmm. Conserve air, breathe less. Oh, I loved how the gun scene where she's like, eh, she didn't want to touch the gun. I mean, that mm-hmm. that was in the trailers and everything, but there's just a lot of really great Mel Brooks humor in this movie. I noticed that Spaceball 1 had really, really, really incredibly weak defenses. Yeah, I put that too. No defenses. Yeah. <laughs> they flew in through the ear. There was one guy... <laughs> protecting the doing the shaving he was like shaving, was shaving. for some reason <laughs> he had to choose that moment to shave like really 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 weak defenses yeah and the the kafka joke like ready kafka and his metamorphosis i was yeah. like oh okay uh yeah um i said that i think space bar one would be a really cool place to live because yes. they have circuses and a, and a mall and a petting zoo. And a guy with a big drum. And the guy with it, yeah, that drum. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Every time you, you went in the room, he could precede you. And then when you left, he could drum you out. Yeah. And they have a fat bearded bitch. Yeah. I and mean, a bear. A bear. I mean, dude. Like, okay. The bear is probably from the circus, though. You know, but still, yeah. Being in the military and being in different, you know, commands and stuff like that. We had cool USO stuff like that, but like, imagine like being on an aircraft carrier and there's like a circus with you the whole time, or a mall, or a petting zoo, or any of that kind of stuff. I mean, it, it sounds like a, like like if you had to be a space ball, like okay, this is a good question. If you had to be a space ball, not one of the main characters, like a job, what job would you want on Spaceball One? A business analyst, of course. <laughs> a business analyst. You mean like stew and and what we do in the shadows? Of course. Oh. That sounds like a fun job. Mm. You get to break stuff and you get to test stuff and you get to fix stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, things of that nature. I have heard that when you do testing for software and you break stuff and it pisses off the IT people and you get a big boner about it, it's kind of fun. So, yeah. But sometimes you have really good IT people that you work with and you work very well with them. Yeah. Sometimes you get blessed. Sometimes you get blessed. Yeah. Sometimes you get blessed. Yep. So, Liquid Schwartz. I think that would be a really cool thing to have, but in South Florida, (laughs) not on on I-95. Somebody driving around with Liquid Schwartz, even in a Prius, would probably kill everybody. We see people pretending they have Liquid Schwartz all day, every day. Yeah. Oh, I wrote this down because I forgot this, and I I almost thought we should have put something, a reference to this in our vows. Um, By the way, I will have you know that Madison (laughs) mentioned in her vows a Deadpool reference that I did not get. (laughs) 
until the photographer, while we were taking pictures afterwards, said, I love that Deadpool reference with the jigsaw. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. that's why she was – I was like, why was she talking about jigsaw puzzles in the vows? <laughs> I didn't understand. I was a little confused. We'll go into that when we do our Deadpool podcast. Yeah, we can do our Deadpool po- – uh, oh, we should do Once Upon a Deadpool. Yes, we can do that. I mean, we've obviously seen the first one and the second one. And, you know, as a dad, it, it has challenged me because – he hears us talk about Deadpool quite a bit, and I don't let him watch it. No. I never let him watch it, so... You're talking about your son? Yes, my son. Yeah. I, they, they could figure that out. Okay. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mentioned him earlier. But, yeah. So, now that they're doing this, I think it's going to be, you know, it's going to be cool. It's going to be PG-13, obviously, so you still have to use your discretion. But, you know, maybe they're not going to show people getting ripped in half and little peen. <laughs> Baby legs. Baby legs. Well, baby legs. Diaper on or something. Maybe <laughs> he will be what. full on Winnie the Pooh in it. I don't know what <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> I don't know what they're gonna do, but can they get rid of that millennial kid? Can they like get him out of there? <laughs> oh my gosh, he was very annoying. He was so annoying. Oh, we're getting we off topic. Like, yes, but we yeah, are. we'll he, save this for the Deadpool podcast. But yes, she did bring up in the vows about Deadpool, and I. I brought up some Star Wars stuff. She brought up some and Disney stuff. Uh, we're giant Disney nerds and Star Wars nerds, obviously. Yeah, obviously. But I, I put down that I didn't. I don't think I noticed this in the first, you know, few viewings or whatever. But he says, "I'm trying to conduct a wedding here, which has nothing to do with love. You know, do you mind?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I don't think you would have liked it if I did that. No, if we did that. No." I would not have liked that. But yeah, I wish I wish you all were there with us. Any fans of Spaceballs, I know that you were all there with us in spirit. And you would have liked the Valium thing, even though half the people there had no idea what was going on. They were just like, what is going on? <laughs> I knocked him off the stand. And I told him, too, I'm like, I'm going to... I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna push you pretty good, so be ready. <laughs> the photographer's got some good pics of it. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. So we're we're fun people. Hopefully, you know, you've gotten that from this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, there there were there were fun people, and we love movies. Mm-hmm. We have tricked, convinced, cajoled, whatever people that matter, people that give access to understand how much we love movies and i've always said the main reason that i became a movie critic is because i'm kind of you know i i remember my my dad and i went to go see uh raw raw deal i think it was raw deal and it's this arnold schwarzenegger movie and it's just ridiculously crazy awesome action and it it, it's there's some dialogue in that there's some one-liners in that that i swear to god should be said a lot more by people. But we I came out of the movies with my dad and I was like, Dad, what do you think the critics thought of this? And he says, Who gives a fuck what the critics thought about it? And that's uh-huh. kind I get, of I hear that a lot. That's kind of and, and people have asked me like, oh what and I get and what I hate as now being a critic is when somebody will come up to me at work and say, Well what did you think of this? And I'm like, Well it took me two and a half hours to write my review. Why don't you fucking go read the yeah, review? Read the review. So now what I've done you lucky people is uh i've started reading my reviews on a podcast format so i have about five of them up right now because you know i I wanted to uh, start and i'm so i'm just going to do them piecemeal so they're about like five or or six minutes long me just reading my review so it's good for people that don't have time to actually read so now i'm going to be like listen to my review so read or listen whatever you want to do 
but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the main reason that I became a critic is because I got tired of wondering what, I, I never really gave a shit what critics thought anyway, to be quite honest, but I always care what my friends think. And that's what I always say with, with film grouch. I want us to be friends. Your friendly neighborhood movie critics. There you go. I mean, we're, I like that. As long as we don't get like sued by Marvel or Disney or anybody, then I'd be I'd be happy with that. Your friendly next door movie critics. Your friendly next door movie critics. Then they're gonna stalk us. I don't know if I want that. I don't want to be like the girl next door because that movie was a total mind blend or my it was totally different than what we thought it was gonna be yeah they made it seem like it was gonna be this fun comedy but it was really like all this serious stuff but whatever that's off topic <laughs> tricked us. every time we get off topic we have to drink oh i'm speaking of which i'm drinking uh jameson and coke i'm drinking ginger ale yeah i'm kind of surprised you're not drinking any of the vino maybe later hmm but yeah, we did actually honeymoon, uh, segue real quick. We honeymooned in uh, Ireland and we went to Belfast. We went to Northern Ireland because that's where they shoot Game of Thrones. And Yeesh. we also love Game of Thrones and Yeesh. we can't wait for that to be coming back uh, next year very soon. Sadly, it will be the last one. But yeah, um, so we were up there and uh, we tried to go to the Guinness factory. Long story short, long didn't lines. happen. Very long lines. They went around both sides of the building. And so I said, we're going to the Jameson Distillery. So we went there. And it was actually really cool. We had a great tour guide. Mm-hmm. And he loved us. Yeah. Even though you told him you were from Ireland. <laughs> I was. I had some drinks. At that point, you did have a few drinks. Yes, I had we, had some drinks. We had had some, yeah, definitely. So, But he liked fun. us. It was fun. All right. So what else do we have now? Um, I think it's about time for you to reveal the word. Well, you didn't even use it once. I forgot what it was. <laughs> okay. So the word was Scrooge. Well, you know, that sounds a lot like Scrooge, as in President Scrooge salutes. Yes. Yes, that is true. And it's funny, and I probably knew this at some point, but it, it didn't dawn on me until I read some of the trivia or whatever that Scrooge is obviously an anagram for Brooks. Mm-hmm. What's weird to me though is I wonder why he felt the need to be two characters in that. Because he liked playing yogurt. He actually didn't like playing yogurt. Yes, he did. He had a problem with the makeup, but he enjoyed playing right, him. Right. He like he liked the idea of being yogurt, but the <laughs> in practice he basically I heard he basically told the makeup artist, "You have one hour to put the makeup on me. If it's not on me in an hour, I'm getting up." And we saw this in the uh, the behind the scenes. Yeah. He's very serious about comedy. Yeah. So he looks like the kind of guy that he wants to make sure. And I think he, he really understands something that's out there forever. Because this is out there forever. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure he's the kind of guy that would rather do it right 17 times than let it be wrong once and be out there and be garbage so you you got that when you were watching the behind the scenes again he could have been screwing with us too though because he is mel brooks so you never know Mm -hmm. but um so yeah the word i I didn't tell people what the word means so scrooge means to basically like kind of scrouch crouch down kind of you know like like scrunch down or whatever so it's kind of funny Scrooge is actually like the perfect word for this podcast because that's one of the things that he had to do as uh, yogurt. Mm-hmm. He had to walk around on his knees like Dorf on golf, which there's an 80s reference for people. 
but yeah, he had to walk around on his knees, even with the knee pads. They, he said it wasn't a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, God, I would love to get that, that pull, pull string yogurt doll. That is so cute. It's like the cutest thing in the world. Mm -hmm. It's like he actually made Yoda cute. (laughs) That's what he did. He basically took Yoda and he made him cute. So that's us talking about space balls. Um, Yep. Is there anything else you have in your notes? Nope. I got nothing else. I'm going to go through my notes real quick. Um, I I found out one, one last thing. Um, that I thought was really fantastic. One of Mel Brooks's favorite scenes was the scene where they're looking at now. Everything that's happening now is happening now. Yes. And when my dad was alive, there was like four different things that I could bring up to him at any point at all. I just say the thing and he would start laughing. And then one of them is Ralphie in his pink bunny suit. I could just walk up there and be like, Hey dad, Ralphie, pink bunny suit and he'd just lose it like he'd start grabbing his chest he was laughing so hard and the now scene like what is this this is now what do you mean now? <laughs> are we watching this now every time it would it would make him bust out laughing and i forgot that they turned off the movie mm-hmm. i forgot about that bit where they turned off the movie so i was like oh crap because at first like what the hell happened in the movie so there's a lot of really great stuff uh really great one-liners in this movie um just classic classic mel brooks comedy we don't we haven't really talked about like the plot or anything like that because this is a movie we feel like you've probably already seen yeah because it's been out forever if you haven't seen it go see it yeah if you haven't like seriously oh yeah we were at a the supercon a few years ago and we were watching the stand-up comedian and the stand-up comedian was saying how he didn't like star wars because his parents screwed him up because his parents had him watch Spaceballs before he ever even knew what Star Wars was. So to him, Mm-mm. he was like, oh, this is like a cheesier version. This is what he said. This was a cheesier version of a movie that I liked when I was a kid. So he thought that almost like Star Wars was almost like a parody of Spaceballs, which is kind of yeah, mind-boggling. But um, I think that about wraps it up there, Madison. If there's any uh, parting shots you want to say to people... Go see Spaceballs. I mean, go watch Spaceballs if you haven't already. I can't say see it because it's not in the theater. So go watch it. I think it's playing on the Sundance channel. It's everywhere because it's it's a great movie. And watch it unedited because I got to tell you, 80s movies, if you watch them edited, you're not doing it right. If you got kids and whatever, and that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. But if you're watching it as an adult, just watch it unedited and just enjoy it the way it was meant to be enjoyed. And don't worry about people being offended by things, because you're, if you're offended by things, you wouldn't, you shouldn't be listening to our fucking podcast. True. Because we don't, we don't do that. We love comedy. Uh, you know, we love technology, and um, I guess that's all I'm, I'm going to say. I'm just going to sign off with, "May the Schwartz be with you." Thank you for listening. You guys have yourselves a wonderful evening, day, wherever the hell you are, doing whatever you're doing. Be sure to check out all our reviews, rants, and whatever Hollywood considers news at filmgrouch.com. Subscribe today and make sure you comment on our content on the site. And please rate us high, high, high. Oh, and you can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at filmgrouch. See you there.